Welcome! I'm Roxanne Spring, your personal midwife after hours, celebrating and promoting wisdom and power in pregnancy, birth, and beyond. Midwife After Hours. What a special episode we have for you today. It's the very first time I get to have someone that I'm actually related to be able to join us and tell a poignant story that I know that a lot of you out there have shared. And I'm really thankful that she's here with me today to share it. And her name is Whitney. And this is her story we're going to hear. Thank you for being here, Whitney. Yeah, absolutely. I always start because this is midwife after hours with how do you know anything about midwifery? <laughs> uh, funny thing is, is um, my first knowledge of all of the stuff would be because I've heard what you did and it, and cousins that have you know, worked with you, and I, that's where my general knowledge started. Um, and in massage therapy, when I was doing massage therapy, um, one of my friends, really, um, and teacher, she also is a midwife. So, wow, you have it both from friends and family. <laughs> that's what I like, both sides. Yeah, and both of us on each side of that have had a great desire to see you in the in the pregnant way but and, exactly. but our desires have not been as strong as yours so absolutely <laughs> so you know a good place to start is just how did you first come to even the first kind of realization that wow this isn't happening for me can you just talk about that a little um well i guess when i was married before i had an iud and it was a nine-year copper iud so i had really no knowledge until my next relationship with my partner now <laughs> And I remember the day was coming up very quickly, and I um, was excited, and I told him, I'm going to get my IUD taken out, and that's it. So, <laughs> ready I'm or not, yeah. <laughs> ready or not, here I come. <laughs> so, um, he clearly was horrified at first, oh. like, wait a second, I don't know if I'm ready for this, but, um, you know, months went by, a year went by, two years went by. And pretty soon both of us were like, hmm, there's something not right going on. And I think we were probably, oh goodness, three years into it before I finally went to um, a doctor's appointment and visited with the infertility specialists and, and um, the main issues, which I've known I've always had PCOS. Mm -hmm. um, and that that's all been the only issue um, we tried six months of hormone therapy it was mm -hmm. the least expensive uh, least invasive mm -hmm. um, and we tried oh goodness six months mm -hmm. with no results how long ago was that Well, it's been three years ago now. So we're talking about five years ago. You decided, like, I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you, your wonderful man had to kind of come around <laughs> slowly, to that. but surely, because <laughs> it was a new yeah. relationship, fairly new. How long had you been together? We'd been together 
Well, three years, I think, at that yeah. point. Yeah, well, it wasn't that new. Yeah, well, <laughs> the idea of having children was new to him, apparently. Uh-huh. Not new to you, but definitely new, yeah. new in his eyes. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's often kind of an, an interesting dance that couples play when they are navigating that whole big question mark of do we have children? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it seems to me that there's often can be one that's a little bit more wild about the idea than the other. And it's not always the woman. Yeah, we've we've taken turns. Well, it'll be nine years that we've been together in August. And we have taken turns with our ups and downs of who is more excited at that point in time. Mm. So it's not just a, an even keel riding along, not no. at all. No. Not nope. at all. And not for us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think perhaps it's not for, for anybody that way. And now in the background, in the rest of your world, what's happening with your family and your friends and those around you? Oh, goodness. A wide variety. A wide variety. Um, my sister clearly doesn't have an issue getting pregnant. Meaning that she's, <laughs> she's done it. Got, yep, she's got two beautiful babes. Mm-hmm. And uh, my best friend um, had endometriosis and PCOS. And she had to go through in vitro. Had a cousin who miscarried multiple times before she finally got pregnant. Um, I have friends friends that have lots of kids. I have friends that had to do more than I have so far to have kids. So, I mean, it's a, it's a variety and it's vast. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a topic people don't touch typically. This is precisely why we're doing it here. Yep. <laughs> it's so important for us to have real experiences shared mm-hmm. because it sounds to me like you found out you're not the only one. No, no. Um, just just my friends um, from university, a small group of us. Um, I know there's four of us that have had to go to that next level, to that next level again, and then finally go through in vitro just to try to become pregnant. Mm. Yeah. It is so. It, I don't want you to skim over the fact of the emotional journey of it. Oh, yeah, journey. I don't know if I'd call it a okay. journey. Exactly. How would you explain it? <laughs> it is probably the worst roller coaster ride I've ever been on. <laughs> mm. Yeah, okay. it is. It is extreme highs extreme lows and days of gray (laughs) where there's no emotion no feeling whatsoever kind of numb yeah now when you mentioned going through the hormone therapy tell us a little bit about that that's really easy right that's a piece of cake right yeah just (laughs) a walk in the park (laughs) um (laughs) yeah quite the opposite Yeah, yeah it um just the hormone therapy. I was just doing, um, just doing pills. So I was on a hormone and a steroid, and they they tell you typically when you have PCOS, you gain weight really easily. You don't lose it very easily at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so their first step is to put you on a steroid and then put you on a hormone. So not only are you grumpy and emotional. And you're crying one second and next you're laughing. Mm. Um, now you also want a cheeseburger and an ice cream cone <laughs> to top everything off. And making that whole weight loss goal pretty pretty hard to achieve. Yeah. It's like pretty unrealistic, really. Mm. And you're trying to do all this stuff. You're trying to eat healthy. You're trying to stay even keeled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is... Sometimes you don't know the emotions you're going through, but your partner definitely notices. <laughs> that that experience for that person who's not taking the hormones is just as rocky. Absolutely. Yeah. How did you manage to kind of keep your relationship together with that? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> there are days you don't know you're going to, honestly. Mm. Um, 
it can be really hard the um just the emotional toll on everyone I think the dogs even abandoned me at one point. Mm. <laughs> even the dogs were like, nope, we're too tired to deal with this lady today. Mm. So they'd go outside. <laughs> but um, it's, you know, it's got to be something both people truly want. Otherwise, it's, it will not work. It won't work. Right. Um, we, we could say that about any relationship. <laughs> this, though, is really an added it is. level of stress yep. that people have to really be able to communicate openly to navigate it don't you yeah you I mean you do have to be able to communicate you know on, a, on an emotional level on a, you know verbal on a physical level because you're not having sex for fun or enjoyment or because you love the person anymore now you're doing it because you're told when to yeah. right now <laughs> yep. yeah. guess what yep here we go mm. we have this day to this day and we have this many hours to try and let me hold the needle while you, you know, mm. come over here and poke me in the belly so we can get the hormones going. So mm. tomorrow we can do the next step. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's it's rough. It, it comes, it's more, it's more of a chore. So that whole physical connection is kind of like, oh God, okay, let's just get it over with do our thing and then go back to doing what we were doing you know it's it's you need breaks in between you definitely need breaks to recoup take time and start again usually so if we were just talking about the financial investment into just the hormonal therapy is it like you said that was the first step the first step step. and Everyone, regardless of what your needs are, for the most part, they put everyone through the exact same protocol, mm. which I'm I'm not a fan of, but it is what it is. So I follow the rules because I know what I want. <laughs> um, and you start with the hormone therapy. It was just the pills, um, timed sex, you know, coming into a... Uh, a forced cycle for me really is what it was and that at that point in time I didn't have the best job ever I made very minimum wage um, and had tips that I budgeted out for certain things and I was lucky enough that at that point in time I was on Medicaid and Medicaid covered those certain prescriptions Mm -hmm. So it was only like $12 that I was spending on each prescription a month, which was fantastic. You know, I was extremely hopeful mm-hmm. that it was going to work, but it did not. And they they give you so many tries before they say, nope, this isn't going to work anymore. So now you're going to have to start the next level. And that was when it takes you into IUI. Was there uh, at some point like a workup that both you and your partner did? We did. We did that before we did the IUI because the um, I had to have a, a scan of my ovaries to see if my tubes were even open. Um, and that was, um, I think it was close to $1,200 to have that done. And I had to have that done before we could do IUI and Stetson had to do his... Um, sperm analysis yes his analysis Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. and (laughs) that was more stressful than the six months of hormone therapy getting his results just saying (laughs) oh right yeah from the standpoint of this is kind of a reflection on me as a man yes and what if it's me Yep. And there's there's always that conversation. And it's funny because we had that exact conversation uh, conversation. Those words came out of his mouth. You don't understand. What if it's me? And I stood there and I looked at him. I was like, kind of turned my head sideways. And I said, uh, it is me. Remember, <laughs> we already know I have a problem. And then the thought it's, it's you saw and, you know, I saw the light turn on and he's like, I didn't mean that. Right. I'm sorry. (laughs) I just kind of laughed and giggled and somewhat rolled my eyes like, I know you get it now. (laughs) Well, And and then you move on, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like, it was a new connection because now he's like, oh, I kind of understand what you're feeling. But lucky for him, 
when we got his results, we were driving to a wedding and we had to stop and pull over because we were going to lose service. And I turned the, the phone on, on speaker so he could hear. And he was above average, above average, above average. Um, this is fantastic. Um, the only thing is the um, surrounding fluid was a little thick, so we'll wash everything up and, and everything will be good to go. So we'll schedule you for your next appointment. And then <laughs> cloud nine. And he's like cloud putting nine. his hands yeah. under suspenders going, yeah, I'm above average. I'm above. No, That's exactly how it is, too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, we joked. We joked. My my friend and I, who was going through the same thing, we joked. And she said she was going to build him a giant gold sperm for a trophy. <laughs> I would like to see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We haven't received it yet. But, I was going to say, where would you display it? I would probably right in the living room. <laughs> That's awesome. You know what? We started right in, but we didn't give it a frame of reference. Tell us a little bit about your lifestyle. You know, where you live and the kinds of work that you do. And I know it's in transition, but yeah, totally. we're, we're in transition. Well, yes. Um, we're always in transition. We, since Stetson and I have been together, um, we've moved four or five times, something like that. Um, we we live in uh, central Montana. We're western, southwestern Montana, technically, I guess, is where we're at, um, just below the crazy mountains, and he's a ranch hand, and I work a state job in, in Bozeman and um, now, but when we first started, I was a little... Um, working at a little coffee kiosk and I was a barista making coffees when we first started everything. So, I mean, it's been a, a huge transition throughout the whole adventure so far. Right. And <clears throat> you actually met while you were going to school be to become a massage therapist? Nope. Oh, no, I, I'm lying. <laughs> yep. Nope. I met Stetson. I, I, after my divorce, I moved mm -hmm. to Bozeman, went to school, and I actually met him um, when I was with some friends and he, they were at a dart night mm. and I kind of giggled because my friend's like, oh, go talk to him. And I looked and I was like, he looks a little young for me. <laughs> Turns out he's a year older. No, <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then the next time I saw him, um, we were at a rodeo and I was with my friends from college and, and I walked over and said, hey, how are you? It's nice to see you. And he kind of just giggled and looked at me like, hi, I think I know this girl, but I don't know why. And it was awkward. So I was like, well, have a good night. And I walked away and I, I had taken some friends um, and I went downtown and I had taken one home from the bar and came back and was saying goodbye to everybody else. And, and um, I seen Stetson standing at the table with a bunch of people and I just smiled and walked by, patted him on the chest, and I said, well, you have a good night, and I turned and went to leave, went to go home. And he turned around, set down his beer, and said, well, where are you going? And I was just like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> it was the pat on the chest. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yep. That's great. Um, yeah. Yeah. So... Lots of emotional ups and downs. And then when you did, and so you did go on to having an IUI. Yep, yep. We took, which, you we know, took we should probably. almost two years off in between the hormone therapy because I could, there was no way I could afford it. It's $1,200 plus dollars a month for IUI. Mm -hmm. um, and then mom convinced me to apply for this state job. Mm -hmm. And I did. And, uh, a few months in, we started working, and I was like, oh, wow, this might actually be feasible. So the urge to want to try got even stronger. You know, you put it in the back of your mind, like, I can't afford it. It'll never happen. So you don't think about it. Well, that's a lie. You, mm -hmm. you think about it. You try not to think about it, mm -hmm. and pretty soon you're obsessing over it, and that's not healthy either. Mm -hmm. But, <clears throat> um, yeah, we got to the point to where I told him, you know, I can afford to do this again. We can afford to do it. What do you think? And he said, well, if, if you want to, we're on game. And so we both did, we both did our, our tests. Um, and I had mine done and it only showed that one tube was open. 
They don't know if the other one has a blockage or if it was just a muscle spasm. We never did invasive, you know, surgery or a scope or anything to see if it was blocked for real or not. Um, and the first time we did IUI, um, it comes with the same pills, the same hormones, plus a trigger shot that they give you to tell your ovaries you're ovulating in this many hours and then you go for it. Um, and then we go in early and they take a sample, they get Stetson sample, they clean it up, we race over to the hospital, we give it to the doctor and they put it up in there and they tell you, okay, um, intercourse for the next however many days. Um, and we wait two weeks. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, round one was not successful in any way. I ended up having um, both of my ovaries. I ended up having um, hemorrhagic cysts. So was, it, was there a correlation? They didn't, they didn't say. No, no, they didn't say. They said it's common, but we got to get the bleeding stopped or other, you know, these ovaries are going to die. Right. So... Then, then you go into a whole different mode. You're like, well, it didn't work, clearly. So um, now you're on new medication for a month. You've got to take another month off to make sure your ovaries heal up enough so you can try again in a month, another month. So, you know, here's month three after you've tried once. Mm. And uh, you... <laughs> uh, so and frustrating. Each, each yeah. time you're paying, you're not just paying a bunch of money, but you're also emotionally oh the up and down yeah it's mm -hmm. it's awful because you're so excited you're so hopeful like oh this is the next step this could really work mm -hmm. and what's stopping it you know um and there was a couple months so it took us a while to get to all these different times where we could do IUI because my left ovary wouldn't always have cysts on it my right ovary would but the right side wasn't open so we wouldn't do IUI on the months that I had mature follicles on my right ovary mm. so it would take longer and there's you build up to oh, this could be the trance this could be the time but then you find out there's no follicles so mm. um, I got healed up and we had to do that didn't have any follicles so then we wait again go through the whole thing again you save your trigger shot for the days that you only have follicles so that's good because that shot itself um, is $140. So, I mean, that's separate from your $1,200 you're paying the doctor because you're having to do ultrasounds twice a month. You have to do blood work twice a month. Um, you have to pay for all the rest of your prescriptions, which now that you're not a medicator, a little more expensive because your your health insurance isn't going to cover infertility. So, Which is interesting. Yeah, it would cover pregnancy, but it would not cover infertility. No. Yeah. yeah, that's disappointing, isn't it? It's very disappointing, yeah. Um, thinking, you know, it, it's a state job that I have. You would think that it would have something along that line, you know, where if I would have gone to Starbucks and worked part-time, I could have gotten infertility coverage, coverage with my health insurance. But Although it's kind of hard to find in the area you lived in to yeah, work for yeah. Starbucks. It's a little well, Bose, Yeah, Bozeman had it. Well, Bozeman one, so had it, and you traveled PetSmart. PetSmart has it. Oh, you, yeah. you traveled. Tell me, tell that this is changing, but this has always slayed me. You travel how far round trip for work? Uh, hundred and twenty miles. <laughs> of course, yep. of course, us us that live in the urban areas might spend that amount of time in the car just trying to go yeah. someplace that's yeah. forty five minutes away yeah. easily. <laughs> close. It's close to an hour and a half. Um, to work and from work, so it's three hours of travel time to go to work. In yeah. all sorts of weather. All sorts, <laughs> exactly. All sorts of weather to get up and go and, and have IUI done, too. I There were some conversations like, couldn't have been on a better day. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be 14 inches of snow or exactly. whatever that yep. was happening. <laughs> yep. Or we're moving um, cows in an hour, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you do have a lot of creatures that you take care of yeah. on yours, and tell us a little bit about you know about that because they're kind of your children. Oh, they are. Yep. Yeah, we've between the two of us, we've got cows. I have sheep. He won't claim them. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got three dogs, some barn cats, a couple house cats, and 
I've got a milk cow and a bottle calf. So yeah, we've, we've got some creatures that we take care of. Um, my, a good friend of mine, um, she's, she's awesome. She's got three beautiful kids and she was telling her oldest son about the process that I was going through and being a ranch kid himself, just in his mind, it blew his mind because he's thinking of how we do things with cattle, how when we AI cattle and, you know, choose, choose the straws from the bulls that we're going to use to breed our cows um, for the bloodlines. And he's thinking, he's picturing me in a shoot. Oh, oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, my and, and how And how they breed the cows, you know, how they AI cows. And his mom was explaining, you know, she goes in and the doctor puts it inside, just like we do with the cows, you know, and apparently he thought I was superwoman. And mm-hmm. and then he thought, you know, in his mind, I'm sure, um, <laughs> because with bulls, you have a machine that stimulates them so you can collect the semen from the bulls to use, you know, put in the straws, right? And then he was just over the over it, and he's like, "There's no way I could hold still for that, mom." Oh. <laughs> Let alone Stetson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let alone yeah. a human. Oh, yeah. that's too yeah. Funny. So he, there's no way I could hold still for that. Yeah, I love it. I love the correlation and she she teased and joked and it's awesome having friends that you can talk to like that because as i'm laying there you know spread eagle waiting for the doctor she sends me a message that says just so you know i have a pretty good success rate with my heifers my first time cavers when she's (laughs) aiing and i'm like absolutely if this don't work i'm calling you next You know, it, it lightens the mood because there's so much stress involved and worry and you're sitting there going, what am I doing wrong? Why why isn't this working, you know? But now along the way, have you found that you needed to find other professionals to work with? Or have you basically been working with the same doctors and oh when we first started um i was just at our little community hospital and there were a couple of doctors that i did not deal with very well the one just flat out said well you're fat you need to lose weight and that's why you're having problems if you lost weight you wouldn't have a problem clearly we didn't go see her ever again good (laughs) i mean size should not matter when it comes to that. And I, I'm overweight, but I'm not, you know, obese, obese, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it really, for a doctor to have the viewpoint that it's such a singular thing, yeah, is an indication that this doctor does not, not incorporating a lot of exactly. what is involved. Yeah, well, and, and a lot of people, even people that I know have PCOS, who've conceived, who've had other issues, they're like, well, all you need to do is this, and you're just probably not trying hard enough to do those things. You're not, you're probably just not making enough effort eating right. Um, maybe you need to exercise more. You know, every everybody's got their own input, you know, and they're all their own specialists. They know it all, you know. All it's of this- hard to, it's hard to step back because, you know, those thoughts are already going through your mind. And then when you hear it from other people, you know, I I am fortunate enough that I have an amazing support group to go to, not group, but like support system, I guess. My, I have awesome friends, I have awesome family, um, and I'm loud enough that I will snap back and be like, really, did you really just say that? <laughs> so, I mean, that helps too, but mm-hmm. you know, I have friends that, um, that struggle just as much as me. Um, and our second round of IUI, I technically it's a miscarriage. I mean, we, yes. so it was um, a chemical pregnancy is what they called it. Um, it wasn't viable from the beginning. So it was a week of, oh, this might've happened. It might've worked. Man, just to come off that high into, you know, that super low, low. Um, and you know, part of me was like, oh, I was so mad. I was so, so mad. Um, and I sat there, and it didn't help. It was through COVID. 
So everyone's was depressed already, at home, depressed, going into the winter months. Um, and I was so mad and I kind of screamed out. And But, you know, I have a really, really good faith. And for me, <laughs> I didn't think of it then. Um, but later on, there was, there was a verse that came back to me. Um, it's in Isaiah, and it's the waters won't, you know, you won't be swept over. They won't overflow you, and the fires won't burn you, you know. Um, and I had seen that in three different places that entire week, but I hadn't noticed until after the fact that what it was really saying. You know, everything was going to be fine. I just needed to know that and keep going. And, and I did. Um, I had a really hard time though for a while and it can be really hard. Yeah. But um, the people that you pick to be around you in those mm -hmm. times are pretty fantastic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, my, friend, my friend Melinda, she um, when she finally got pregnant um, with hers, she had to do in vitro. She had endometriosis and the PCOS. You know, they'd struggled. Um, and she said, I, I don't understand how you can be happy for other people around you who are getting pregnant, who are having babies. Because for her, it was the complete opposite. You know, mm -hmm. she was, you know, it was jealousy, it was, mm -hmm. it was guilt, you know, it was all these things. And I just, I sat back and I was like, because it still makes me happy. You so know, how people have that. It yeah. does. Yeah. Well, I would not, you know, mm -hmm. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Anyway. Yeah. I love that you're bringing out. That there can be so much careless judgment that people bring to you rather than really actually even being willing to be present with you and be able to be there and and know that is hard mm -hmm. that is not easy it's hard and and part of the hard things has been though that we aren't sharing our stories. So exactly. Thank you for your courage to do that, mm -hmm. to share this story because you know, you you know others that. I do. You know. It. I mean, it. It's. It is. There's like. There's no other way to explain it other than it's hard, yeah. and it's it's not fun, <laughs> but it's gonna be okay. Yeah, I think the questioning and I love that you're talking about it in the full dimension we can question ourselves and we can question our maker and we can question and question and you I mean you question your partner <laughs> and you question your partner you you stop and you go well if this is not working is it because we're not supposed to work? Uh, yeah, really. It's really because you have a yearning. It's not something you can just say, it doesn't exist. It's there. It is there. It's there. And it's it's like, there when you're not even thinking about it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 And I have. For I would say the most part of my life believed that when you have a desire of your heart, it is intended to be fulfilled, mm -hmm. not to be unfulfilled. So that has just been something that I believe and hold forth, and I hold it forth for you too, and I hold it forth for everyone. I know that we cannot dictate the details of how it's fulfilled. Exactly. So <laughs> I can't yeah. see the plan, but I know it's going to come through to 
to amazing things in the end. I just don't know where that is. <laughs> yeah. and, you, and you don't know how this journey that you're navigating is exactly. taking you closer to there. Though. Yeah. That's, that's a question, too. So you had talked about then um, the next step. Now, in vitro was the next step after that, Yeah, right? in vitro so is our me. next step after IUI. It's funny because they tell you we're only going to give you three chances with IUI because the chance of conceiving after that, which IUI, let me tell you, is an 8% success rate. 8%. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 8, not 80. <laughs> yeah, 8%. Yeah, 8%. Very rare. Yeah, um, which... So after the chemical pregnancy, people will tell you, oh, that's, it's sad, but that's fantastic because, you know, so-and-so, they got pregnant right after that. You'll get pregnant for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you hold that little piece of hope, mm -hmm. and, you know, in your mind until you go again and you're like, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. go figure, whatever, sure. Mm -hmm. You know, so you go through it again. Well, you get to that third try where it doesn't work, and they said, well, I guess we could let you try one more time. And, but this time we'll do something different with the hormones. Some people, some people take them up on it. Mm -hmm. It works for some of them. I looked at them and going, I've spent $6,000 at least, mm -hmm. at least $6,000 mm -hmm. on all of this, knowing it probably wasn't going to work because I know what my body's doing. Mm -hmm. When I could have put that $6,000 towards in vitro, which has a 60% success mm -hmm. rate. Mm -hmm. when, so the investment for an in vitro is though um, twenty thousand to more. Um, they for us it's going to be twenty six thousand plus, and we have to have at least eleven thousand dollars down before we can even attempt. So to start. and but the twenty thousand doesn't change if you're not successful. No, no. you that's pay what it. You pay it. You pay. That's it. what you pay in. That's what. That's what their services cost. That's what the lab mm -hmm. work costs, the doctors, the, the medications. They gave me an estimate that the, the medications could be anywhere from 500 to 5,000 a month, depending on how extreme our case is and what kind of hormones, what kind of treatments we'd have to be on. Mm. And the other thing, too, is now that, now that we're into this next step, there's a lot more shots. I, I don't know about you, but I'm... Not good with needles. You don't like needles, <laughs> but did you? I don't. No, I'm really good. I can get my blood drawn. I, it does not phase me. I can sit there. I tell them where to go. It doesn't hurt anymore. It's fine. But shots are different for me. I don't know why, but it's it's weird. I could not. I tried so hard to give myself my shots, my trigger shot that I had to take, and I would get so close, and then I'd be like, okay, nope. I'm just gonna lay here. I'm gonna hold it, and I'm gonna wait for him to come in the room so he can poke me. Yeah. And let me tell you what, for a person who's used to giving cows shots, he came in and he was nervous enough that he had to have a couple beers beforehand to calm his own nerves. So then an hour before we're supposed to do the shot, I'm looking at him like, did you just crack another beer? Because I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> now I'm more nervous because he's yes, nervous. Right. <laughs> and, and where does this go? He's sitting there and, and he's like, well, where do you want it? And I've got this little chunk of fluff pinched next to my belly button and I've got it squeezed so hard that I don't want to feel the needle. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling him, just in between my fingers, right here. <laughs> and and then the next thing I said, well, did you do it? All? He's like, I already did. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I didn't even you feel don't it. Look. I didn't you even feel look. it. Yeah. Uh, my eyes yeah. were closed and, and, and then he poked his finger, oh. putting the lid back on or the cap back on. <laughs> so, I mean, it was three three times we did the shot and after that I just I kind of told the doctor I said if I'm going to spend this much money I'm going to spend it on something I know that's going to give us the best chance that we can have so we took more time off um, it's our last round of IUI was in um, the end of January beginning of February somewhere right in that area of time um, because you, I don't have $11,000 sitting just just around, you know, <laughs> so I, we aren't able to. But um, in, that, in that period of time, um, I had heard 
about it, a local gal over here on the eastern part of the state that was looking into a clinic in Greece and it cost almost half of what it cost to do in vitro in the states. They cater to you, your specific needs, rather than making you go through the same protocol that every person goes through for in vitro. Um, and you get to go to Greece. Oh. Talk of it. <laughs> uh, and I think he's looked into it more than I have. I've had other things on my plate um, as well, so it's been a little bit easier to put it in the back of my mind. Um, we've had loss of family members. We've had um, potential moves. We've had um, fires behind the mountain. <laughs> Uh, it's it's been it's been a roller coaster of a year for 2021. It's been a real real race with mm -hmm. 2020 there for for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, it's been a little bit easier to put at the back of my mind. But at the same time, I I'm always going. Well, if I'm, if we're gonna do this new thing here, are we gonna be able to afford to do in vitro later? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's a that was a huge, huge thing for us. Um, and you know, you need to have those kind of conversations with your partner because sometimes you don't know how much they think about it, especially the guys. You know, they don't always tell you, I really want this, you know, mm -hmm. I really want this to happen. Kind of driving that kind of info out of some guys is really hard to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and We've had those kind of conversations, and it's nice to know that he's on the same level that I am when it comes to having children. Um, trying to stay even-keeled is probably one of the hardest things to do, though, um, with your emotions. I mean, stress clearly is not going to help you. Right. <laughs> they tell you just, you know... Have a relaxing day, you know, don't do anything. Don't do heavy lifting, you know. Take care of yourself, treat yourself. And you're looking at the doctor like, easier said than done, but I do my best, just mm -hmm. like every day. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's hard. It It's easy to lose yourself mm -hmm. in the whole process. It's easy to get derailed. Um, and, and with my friend, you know, for her, when she finally got pregnant, then she felt guilty. She didn't want to tell people she was pregnant because she, you know, had those jealous thoughts or um, it was hurtful and she saw it happening around her and it wasn't working. Um, and, and for me, that is like the biggest thing is when I see people who are pregnant, when I see people who've been struggling mm -hmm. with whatever they're struggling with, it I am overjoyed yeah. that they've succeeded. You know, and it it makes you feel better. Well, it gives you more hope. Like, yeah, I mean, it gives it, you more it, hope too. Sometimes, I yeah. mean, sometimes, sometimes it gives not. you more yeah. hope. Sometimes it's like, hmm, whatever, I yeah. guess. You know, you you try to be patient, and but that that joy that you have for those other people, nine times out of ten, it 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 gets rid of all those other, you know, awful feelings you're having. Because regardless. A baby's a baby, and they're pretty amazing. <laughs> pretty amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, tell me, do you have dreams or, you know, thoughts, or has anything given you, like you were talking about your faith, and has there been anything, any times that you've gone, really felt, supported and 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 uplifted in that my belief. my faith has grown through this process with the more struggle that I've had um, in each challenge than obstacle we've come to my faith has just become stronger really it has as well you know mm. it, he doesn't he's not the kind of person that goes to church or you know or reads the Bible all the time mm. but he finds himself believing more after what we've been going through. Mm -hmm. There's more of mm -hmm. a strong faith and belief yep. in the possibility, in, in just that these things are all working out yep. for a good reason. Yeah, family life's better, relationships better, mm -hmm. um, our, you know, our trust in each other 
is better, you know? It's all around, it's been super hard, but mm -hmm. there's so many other blessings that we've had mm -hmm. that have just, you know, they overshadow all that doubt and that negativity. Right. Do you feel, or has it been told to you, or is there any kind of, what I want to say, time ticking, or a certain time, I mean, that that it's more likely to happen for you, or anything they, like The doctors say, typically, that when you have PCOS, your eggs don't mature until you're older. You have more eggs yes. than, than normal, which is good. They say that is good, so if you are struggling and you actually do get to do in vitro, you're gonna have a lot more eggs than the normal person who has other other issues. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the the chances of being, you know, in your late, mid to late 30s and getting pregnant is a lot better than someone who's running out of time, I guess you'd say, so. Right, where there, where there counts. Yep. Now, a lot of the talk about 30s or 35 is because there is also a higher risk uh, opportunity in my life mm -hmm. anyway exactly. to have a child that has Down syndrome. For me, I say opportunity because of course I have. My caboose does have Down syndrome and he's now 33. And <clears throat> as far as my life and my view, it's been nothing but a tremendous mm -hmm. blessing. When you're talking about doing IUI or um, not IUI, but um, in vitro, mm -hmm. are they testing or you tell can. me how that is? You, you can, can choose it, you but you don't have it. to. You don't have to. Yep. Mm -hmm. Same thing. I know I've had a lot of people ask and, and they think that, oh, well, that's better because you can do testing for this. And, and both Stetson and I are, again, we're on the same page with that. Whatever we get, we're going to love. <laughs> it doesn't matter to us what happens, who they are, how they are. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I love yeah. that openness to receive. That is really, that's really awesome. That is awesome. Let's see. Uh, so I love that you're open to considering, let's go to Greece. And make a baby. Yeah. I love I, that. I'm kind of enamored it's rather, with that. It's rather <laughs> a scientific, romantic experience, yes. I'd say. <laughs> in a beautiful setting. In a, in a beautiful setting. Yep. Why not? <laughs> and I, I know that you had mentioned to me that even including airfare, mm -hmm. even including is, yep. airfare, you can still go and for have this for less money. Yep. And the other aspect that's really live for you is that they're going to cater it to your needs mm -hmm. not that cookie cutter approach yeah. to this is the way things are done here yeah do you have any idea why why that is there or i don't i know that my friend in australia i told her about it and she said that there are people over there that go to grace as well and that i mean they're world-renowned clinic that that is a fertility clinic or a, a specialized unit that that's their focus and they've got outstanding success rates and um part of me just wishes money wasn't the the eye you know the the object that everybody's looking at rather than the goal should be the the baby the child mm -hmm. you know yeah has there been anyone along the way or anyone suggesting that Sometimes when we're on a path of, of healing from whatever disease or whatever imbalances, sometimes there's alternative therapies mm -hmm. that, that complement it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So tell I, me about that. I've I've had I've had people from all all aspects going, Oh, so and so said that you guys are struggling in fertility. Let me tell you about what I got. <laughs> I mean, it's from from like oils to mm -hmm. vitamins to supplements to um, shakes, mm -hmm. diet diet programs, um, <laughs> book clubs. Book I mean, clubs. you you name it. Oh my goodness, they've you're like a target. You're a walking target. Sometimes I feel when it when you've got something, they're like. 
I got something for you, mm -hmm. you know? So it, it's funny to see that there's some that do help, you know, there's a lot of things that do help. There's a lot of things you just kind of look at them and go, oh boy, I'm not going to catch this ball. <laughs> <laughs> That one fly yeah, by. I'm going to let that one just fly by. Yep. <laughs> well, I, I know that I'm, well, I don't know, but I'm presuming with your uh, ability or your, your massage therapy that you already have some introduction to like meditation and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I know that you're a strong faith. So is that something that plays into this journey and all I'm just I'm curious I'm just I, curious. when I feel myself overcome with worry and doubt that's one of the first things I do I need to step back from what I'm doing I need to go find some quiet time and I need to you know just kind of get back in a better place really mm -hmm. so that's usually that's usually what I do um it's the only way I function really <laughs> I I saw you know I met with a therapist for um, quite a few months and I got to a point to where I was like yeah I don't I don't need to do this anymore either you mm -hmm. know I start to feel a, a certain way and it's like we're not gonna let this go any farther and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I usually pick up my Bible or I'll, I'll go for a walk or you know you go do something in nature do something quiet sometimes I just go sit in the tractor with Stetson yeah sometimes that's all you need to <laughs> a little tractor time <laughs> yeah. yeah well that's probably not a universal experience no. <laughs> but it sounds to me like that motion and the you know there's just something about yeah. being in a he's working with, and i am just enjoying the company and the view mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. and being like you said close yeah, to nature just, yeah close to nature wow wow and let's see what else haven't we talked about? So you, I did ask about dreams. Have you seen yourself or pictured yourself or had any, you know, like thoughts or just feelings or have you ever dreamed you were pregnant or anything like oh, that? Oh, multiple times. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And I've woken up so mad. Because you realized because, what? Yeah, the, it was so real. They were right there. I was holding the baby. I ran a race, you know, just crazy wild dreams. And then pretty soon I'm taking the bundle away from, you know, whoever, and I'm looking through, and it's not there. Oh, wow. So there, there's definitely, definitely good dreams. dreams. Of, um, yeah. Yes. yeah, you know, and you wake up, and you're like, you can be so discouraged. But at the same time, I've had dreams, and I'm like, yeah, we got this. It's going to happen. I'll be fine. You know, mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. been good dreams. There's been bad dreams and everything in between. Yeah. 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 So what has made the... What I've heard you saying is that what makes a, the tremendous difference is the kind of support that you have yeah. for yourself. And knowing that I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. The Somebody, I told someone I was going to come over and visit with you today. And they said, why would you talk about that? And I just said, because it's not talked about near enough. Mm. Oh, you mean about this interview? Today, yes. Oh, this interview, and they're and yeah. they're like, why in the world? Why would you do that? Oh, because it's not yes. talked about near enough. <laughs> there are people out there that don't have the support that mm -hmm. I have. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not. You know, there's people who aren't as outgoing. There's, you know, mm -hmm. I am very much a people person. Yes. And um, for me. I never used to be this way. I never used to sit here, you know, and be able to tell you about a story. I would be like, mm, I'm just going to keep it all bottled up. But that's definitely not for everyone, clearly. But um, it helps. It helps to know that there's other people struggling, that um, it's hard. And, you know, but things, things are going to be fine. I've come to the point, too, you know, it's like, yes, I want this really bad. <laughs> but I look at I look at my life, you know, and I always wanted to have, you know, my own place, be on a ranch, do all these things, and I I'm getting there slowly but surely. I got my bottle calf, I got a milk cow, and I, <laughs> you know, I've got some noisy sheep and some and some jerk cats, you know, and <laughs> I got the farm life started. It's my own little funny farm. Um, and I've got a lot of amazing things going on. I'm, I, you know, I'm still missing a few pieces that I want, but it's all coming together. So it's a beautiful life. It is. And you're living it. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. 
if has there been any specific support group or because I haven't heard you say even about support group do there you are, are aware of resources that have made are. a difference um I I tried one of the apps on my phone that the, the doctor's office had there and for predicting um no like it was for... it was for your emotional health oh. or you know it had breathing exercises mm-hmm. it had calming calming sounds to listen to or or you know think of things to do read these inspirational quotes you know it, it was just a little app to kind of help you refocus mm-hmm. really um and that was okay but it, it didn't work all that well for me so i found my own resources and i reached out um to friends that i had from college that were going through the same thing and just just that bond that you have with people um, who are going through the same thing, you know, mm-hmm. um, that is ten times more helpful than a, a phone app. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you know, took the initiative. You I took did. the initiative to yep. to connect with people that you either knew had or heard yeah, had it, or and it was really hard it was really hard at first to speak up and say and open up because you are you're putting yourself out there and that is so hard to do and you put out your deepest darkest you know most insecure parts, parts of, of you and and people open up because mm-hmm. then you're like oh wow I didn't realize you had this mm-hmm. problem or you know just in a little tiny farming community that I live in you know, there's there's like six or seven other people that I know that I didn't know they had gone through the same exact thing. And you wouldn't know. And I wouldn't have known had I not reached out or opened up about my own experience. That is such an important message for us all. We just don't get the kinds of support or the kind of joy in our lives when we are not allowing ourselves to be vulnerable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So true. So Character true. building, too. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. For sure. For sure. Unbelievably, we've come into just a couple minutes left. And I wanted to just give you that opportunity. If there's something else that thinking of who else might be out there or when you were in a place where you didn't, feel that. Do you have any words that you'd like to share with them or any thoughts that come to your mind? Uh, don't let your fear control you. Mm. That's a message I like to sing. <laughs> I like to sing it from the rooftops. I do. No, I really do. Because if you look around, there's just so much fear that is prominent rather than mm-hmm. let's laugh. Yep. You know, let's let's connect. Yep. Let's be together. Let's join hands. Let's make sure that that we are there for one another. Not to judge, not to criticize, <laughs> not to have the answer for. Not <laughs> yeah. to know that this exactly. is going to make the difference yep. for you. Exactly. You know? yep. I mean, we don't want to not share things that are that increase our life and our love, but but just to be here with one another. Yeah. And just to know that that's that each of those stories from a different each of the stories that we have to share are important ones exactly and even if somebody out there listening today they just stumbled onto the program or whatever but they might know someone and that would make a world of difference for them Mm -hmm. to hear someone else opening up about that journey yeah I really, really appreciate you taking the time to do that. I really do. I love you so much. I am going to put in my heart and in my mind just that expectation and and waiting for the joy. And I might want to travel with you to uh, Greece, too. I'd be happy. Wouldn't that be fun? (laughs) Yeah. Even if it doesn't work, I would have fun. I know, me too. I think that would be amazing. After, after, yes, it's just a beautiful place to go. And um, thank you again. Thank you.